0: Acts chapter 2, I want to give a couple of preparatory messages as we're praying and expecting God to to move among us during our our special meetings. And so we'll start in Acts chapter 2. And I think there's a word here in Acts chapter 2 that if God is going to have his way, that this word will have to be true about us. Not just for family camp, but any time that we, we meet. This is the first church, of course, and God's touch and power was very evident. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 41, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day, There were added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed were together Wouldn't you like to have been there? Wouldn't you like to have been a fly on the wall of the church house during those days? Maybe it's good that that we weren't there. Maybe we'd have spoiled it for. I don't know. But it was so evident what God was doing here in the early church. And the word that I'm interested in, if you would... Look back in verse number 44 where the Bible says, And all that believed were together. They were together. In other words, whatever God was doing, He wasn't doing with them in individual locations or apart, but what was happening was happening With them together, you know that word "togetherness" is is a word that is often missing, not just in the church house but in every house. And when we say "together," it says they were together, not just in presence, but they were together in in spirit, in heart. Indeed, they weren't just in the same location is what I'm trying to say. And if we want to invite the Spirit of God and the blessing of God and the help of God into our lives, I believe we're going to need to be together. And the Bible tells us in verse 46, And they continuing daily with one accord. Do you see that? And it was daily with one accord. It wasn't just on a Sunday. It it was every day their hearts were joined together. I think I know probably one of the common denominators of that togetherness. If you would look back at verse 1 of the same chapter of Acts chapter 2, you know the story of Pentecost. The Bible says in verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord In one place. That is togetherness. Not only are they in one place, but they are all. You see that? They were all with one accord. And the Bible said in verse number 4. Look at it. Verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I think that's a good common ingredient for togetherness. For us to be able to get together with God and together with one another, we've got to be together in spirit. That means we've got to, all of us, desire the fullness of the spirit and the control of the spirit and the leadership of the spirit if we are not willing to let the spirit of God have His way, His way in our hearts, then we'll never be together. And and there's the rub, because I've often come in, and I've had other people uh, come to me before in in the history of my ministry, and they say, you know, we've noticed whenever you have a real big day and the church is packed and there's all kind of visitors in there, there just seems to be something that's just not as good as a cottage prayer meeting, shall we say that? That's because you've got a whole lot of people in there for a lot of different reasons. Everybody that, that walks in on a special day or that's visiting, do not have the motivation to get help from God. You see? They're, 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 they're all not filled with the same spiritual desire. We need to be together in spirit. Spirit. Wanting the Spirit of God to have His way. I don't want to be that one that would quench the Spirit or would hinder the Spirit. And what a blessing that all of them, all of them, how did they do that? How did they get a 100% cooperation with the Holy Ghost? They did. That must mean it's possible. There's a whole lot more of them at the end of the day in this chapter than we'll have in our church service. And they were with one accord in one place, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, if if that's going to happen with us, we're probably going to have to get empty of some of that other stuff that's filling us. One of the great spiritual secrets of being filled with the Holy Ghost is You can't fill a vessel that's already full of something. They were filled. That means that they were empty. There was place for the Holy Ghost. We have to empty ourselves of our pride. We've got to empty ourselves of our carnality for God to be able to fill our hearts. We'll probably have to empty ourselves of bitterness and anger. But oh, what a wonderful, what a better vessel it is to be filled with the Spirit of God instead of being filled with with anger or confusion or whatever it is. And So these, all of them, they were together in spirit. They were also together in belief. Would you go to verse 44 again where I started there? It says, and all that believed were together. They had a common belief. Now, this is something that if we're not careful, will separate us. Now, listen. You don't have to be a Crimson Tide fan to be together. You don't have to be for the volunteers. You, you, look, when we talk about being... You know, here's, here's what some people do. Listen. They fail to get to, together with a body Because there's some little thing that they don't agree with. Now listen, there is nobody in here that has 100% beliefs about every little thing of life. You guys don't even agree with your wives and your husbands about all that. The young people don't agree with their parents. Are you with me? You know guys, look. In this church, we have tried to measure on things that we must believe together. We have a lot of different kind of people here. And I think every good church ought to be that way. We're not a bunch of robots. But if we're not careful, we'll let, we'll let secondary things separate us from being together and we'll miss out on the blessing of God. Every one of us, Every one of us ought to believe in this book. This is sort of the defining thing of what our church is. Can we agree with that? Now, you may have your kid in public school. You may have your kid at home school. You may have your kid at Christian school. But we can still say, we all believe this. Now, I just picked that out because that's a variation in our church. But there's a whole lot more. But we're not here to magnify the variations. We're saying don't let the little things of your life keep you from getting together. All these people in Acts chapter 2, it's not like they didn't have any opinions or any thoughts of life. It's not like all their families were carbon copy of each other. But they had the same beliefs. You know what they believed? They believed the gospel needed to go the whole world. Can we not believe that together? Can we not believe that we need to pray together? Can we not believe that we all need to praise the Lord and worship God together? You you see what the devil does? The devil attacks people's togetherness by getting getting them to think about things that really are missing the big issues. And their belief was the same. Now look. If you're a charismatic, we're going to have a problem getting together. If you've got, if, if you don't believe the doctrines of the word of God, we're going to have a problem getting together. If you don't believe in missions, don't believe in being a witness, doesn't believe in getting the gospel, we'll have a problem getting together. It's, if you do not believe in missions do not believe in being a witness do not believe in getting the gospel we will have a problem getting together if you do not believe Christian people have a, have an obligation to to live a good moral christian life of character we probably won't be able to get together but but we you would think god's people in this day could be able to get together with god because guess what everything you believe god don't believe it is that fair does any could anybody in here stand up and testify god believes everything i believe would you be that big of a fool to get up and do that I don't think so, because that would mean what? That you know as much as God, and I don't think any of us do. Now let me ask you a question. Isn't it wonderful that God is willing to get together with people that we don't have all of our I's dotted and all of our T's crossed? But He's still willing to get together with us as long as some parameters are met. Now he's not. If we've got sin in our heart and we won't and, and, we, and we won't confess it, he's not going to get together with that. He's not going to get together with pride. He's not going to get together with someone that denies his word or denies his son. He's not going to do that. But thank God, God is not so picky that he won't get together with us. That, that's good preaching, even if it does come from the independent Baptist pulpit. Because here's what the devil's done. The devil has attacked the togetherness of the church. And he's been very, very successful. The the devil's plan is to divide and conquer. And his plan has worked very well. Together in belief. Together in heart. Look at verse 46. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with what? Gladness and singleness of what? Heart. See, they all got the same heart. They got one heart. Their heart is on the Lord. And they're all glad. What would happen if everybody came into church glad? You know, in Bible school commencement, they didn't even sing the best songs. Man, they got all those kids up at Bible school this week and sung "Jesus wants everybody happy." Jesus wants everybody glad. Yeah, maybe that'll be our theme song at camp. <laughs> Guys, do you know it's hard to get together when half the people are not glad? It's just hard for the Spirit of God to get moving and working when there's an old stick in the mud, amen, that swallowed a persimmon and is blown up like a puffer fish. It's just hard to get it going. Yeah, right. yeah. So check it at the door. Yeah. Or go to the doctor and get it fixed, amen. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. They were together in heart. They're all glad. You say, how do you know that? Look at verse 47. Praising God. You know, you think we could get together on praising God. We're not praising anybody else. We're not praising our political candidate. We're praising God.
1: Everybody ought to be able to get
0: together with that. I hasten, won't stay long on this one, verse 45. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had they were together in their giving everything they're doing is together no wonder God God got in the middle of it together in spirit together in belief together in heart together in their giving now here's the problem a lot of times people want to be together Listen, listen real closely listen People want to be together, but they want everybody to be together with me. Oh, I'm great with together as long as everybody's together with me. And this is what I got to say. If God is really going to do a work in our church in the coming days, every one of us need to quit having our own agenda. You know, this book even says about the bishop of the church that he can't be self-willed. That means even the pastor is not supposed to have an agenda. It should be God's agenda. But you know, I've noticed, I've noticed, I've noticed people come to church and they've got their own agenda. And they want everybody to agree with them, they want everybody to get on their bandwagon. God ain't interested in that. How does it work out when we want God to, to agree with us? How does that work out? Y'all ever notice that don't work out very well? Oh, I've had, I've had some pretty wild conversations with God in the history of my Christian life and ministry. Because what I thought should have been and could have been and should have been, God didn't think the same way. You know what you will know help your life if you'll just chunk your agenda and say, God, whatever you want. i tell you what, that's a good recipe for revival. If all of God's people, if we'll get together and say, God, whatever you want. It doesn't have to be my way. It doesn't have to be what I think. It doesn't have to be what I want. Just whatever you want, God. I don't have an agenda. The cause of the church is bigger than my feelings or my choices or even my life. And we ought not we ought not spend our time trying to pull against each other or push each other or manipulate each other or drag each other to our to our whatever. If I may have a fault, I, I probably. I probably stay away a little too much. Because I don't want to be the one pulling and dragging and manipulating people to do things they really don't believe in and want to do anyway. Does that make sense? And that's what people do all the time. People are manipulators. Christian people are. trying to influence people to my way of thinking and my way of doing. Instead of, Lord, whatever you want. Whatever you want for their lives. And whatever you want for my life. My life. That's fine with it. I'm not going to try to push things. They are together because they don't have an agenda and they're not trying to get God to fit with their program or other people to fit. They are just open-hearted to the Lord and willingly unified. Willingly unified. Nobody's forcing them to do this. Nobody is making them give. Nobody is making them praise the Lord. Nobody is making them pray together. No one is making them surrender their hearts to the fullness of the Holy Spirit. They are doing it willingly. And that's what I'm trying to preach here tonight. If God would help our willer, that we would be willing. God could do something. parents with the children, and the children with the parents, and the youth workers, and the assistant pastor, and the pastor, and the men, and the families. Oh, things are just so much better when nobody has agenda, and we're all trying to go the same direction, and that's God's way. Togetherness. You know, we're so much better when we do things together. You know, you work you work, you work together when you get to do something together, unless, unless you're just so uh, so twisted you can't work with anybody. Oh, that was a little too quiet. You know the Bible says we're supposed to be co-laborers together with God. Some say, well, I can work with God, but I can't work with anybody else. Well then you're not working with God. God doesn't work with people that can't work with the rest of the people. (laughs) Togetherness. Boy, the work goes so much better when it's together. Brother Bob was helping me put some stuff up in my house because I always make a mess of stuff. But I caught on pretty quick. And then I started helping him man. And he's helping me. You know what I noticed? It goes so much faster when somebody's doing things together. Don't you think church could go that way and the things of God could go that way? Well, don't stand on the outside watching everybody put in the screws. Get in there and hold the level. Do something. Help. When we work together, things go better. When we do spiritual things together, it's it's great to pray. But, you know, we're not just trying to get four or five people to pray. We want to pray together. I ask people to fast. Why? I, I can just fast. But how much more power and help if we can do that together? Amen. God knows that that's true about singing. You know, I've been to some churches, and there are like five people in the building singing. Isn't that a blessing? Not because everybody's not together singing. Y'all know, come on, I hope it'll be this way at camp. Guys, some of the greatest song service we have been in in a church family the whole time I've been here is when we've been at camp singing together. And you feel like you just want to run and shout and go to heaven immediately. But it's not 50% of the people that are singing. Everybody's singing. I think we ought to eat together. They're eating together. Here, you see that? Breaking bread from house to house. We better not do that. I wonder how many people's houses wouldn't be open. You see how together they are? They want to eat together. Amen. So this year we got breakfast, lunch, and supper. And y'all write Brother Farley and say, I tell him I said supper. Would you do that for me, please? (laughs) Eat together. You ever seen some kid go off in the corner and eat by himself? That's the way some Christians live their lives. Don't do that. Eat together with us. We won't make fun of you. We'll enjoy the meal. What a blessing to eat together. I think we ought to play together. You know what happens though? We ought to cook together. Better throw that one in there. (laughs) Do you know what? Sometimes it's a disaster when you try to get people together to do anything. You know why? Because there's a problem in the heart. And these people were together and God says, I think I'll be together with you. Why were they together? Go to Acts chapter 4. I'm going to be respectful of our people that come and go to work, so I'm still going to... It's it like about 11 minutes, maybe we'll be done here, right about 8 o'clock. Acts chapter 4, the Bible says, in verse number 32, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. You see how together they are? Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had... All things common. You know why that was? Because if you read the first part of chapter 4, the Bible, look at verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. What's happening in this chapter is that the government and religion is is just bearing down upon the church. And you know what they needed to do? They needed to stay together for their own survival. For our own survival, we need to stay together. When the persecution came, they were together. And they got closer together because they needed each other. Mm, you know what I really believe? I don't think your family will survive without you being together with a church. Don't think it's going to survive. A church certainly will not survive if it can't stay together. That's one reason that our nation will crumble and will continue to crumble. Because we, our, our, our nation is totally Divided. Your home is not going to survive, not only if you're not together with the church and with God's people and together with the Lord, but if you're not together with each other. You see, that, that, I'm preaching about togetherness because things will not survive if that's not, the, if that's not the case. You will not survive spiritually without each other. You cannot be a spiritual person by yourself. That's why the Lord Jesus founded the church. Our witness won't survive without each other. The work of God will not survive without each other. These people had one heart for God, one heart to live for God, one common purpose, one common goal, one common desire, and they knew for their very survival they had to stay together. They need us. We need togetherness for survival. I'll give you a second word. They need. We need to be together for sweetness. How's that? Psalm one hundred and thirty-three, verse one. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for for brethren to dwell together in unity. The sweetest book in the Bible is Philippians. Look at Philippians chapter two. Why? Was Philippians such a book of joy and sweetness, and people loved to read it? Philippians chapter 2, the Bible said in verse number 2, this is why. Philippians 2, 2, fulfill ye my joy. What? Where does the joy come from? That ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of One accord of one mind. Let nothing, nothing. Not cooking the eggs. Not Bible school. Not nursery. Not cleaning. Not swim time. Not music time. Nothing be done through strife or vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Because this is the mind of Christ, verse number 5. And when we have that mind, everything is so much sweeter. There's joy there. Where there is like-mindedness and the same love and one accord and one mind. It's such a sweet place to be. Some of the most harmonious services we've had has been out there at camp. And it's so sweet. I mean, it's so sweet, amen, that God squeezes our hearts and the juice just runs out our eyes sweet and I don't understand anybody don't want to be part of that and if you don't want to be a part of that don't ruin it for the rest of us because we want, we, we want the honey we want the sweetness there's enough bitterness and, and sorry stuff in life God give us some sweetness amen amen isn't it good to have a sweet household you don't have a sweet household if, no, if, if nobody's together You don't even want to go home. God, help us to be together so we can have that sweetness. And then then I'll give you one other thing. For survival, for sweetness, and then for the alliterated people, for power. (laughs) No, we're not going to do strength. You you, you can preach that, brother. We'll go all the way to Revelation for this verse. Revelation 17. You know, we can get a whole lot. There's so much more power in togetherness. When everybody's pulling in the same direction, man, there's power there. When everybody's praying in the same direction, the power of God. In Revelation 17, this is a chapter about the antichrist And look what the Bible says about the antichrist. There are these there's these 10 horns which are 10 kings. And the Bible said these 10 kings and this is going to happen in the future and will be gone, but it may not be too far in the distant future. The Bible says this in verse number 12 of Revelation 17, and the 10 horns which thou sawest are 10 kings which have received no kingdom as yet but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. The beast is the Antichrist. Verse 13. These have one mind. Do you see that? Tell me how ten kings can have one mind. A king wants his way. A king has his throne. All ten of these kings are together. What are they together about? Look at it. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. You see that? These ten kings that are going to rule the world are going to take all of their kingdoms and they're going to give their power to one place and that's the Antichrist and he's going to rule the world because their power together was something so different than their power apart. Now what I'm saying is if the devil can do that with his program, why can't we do that with God's program? Why can't we aid and give our power to the Lord Jesus Christ and for his exaltation and for his glory? And why can't we have one mind instead of trying to rule in our own sphere? You know, the devil's crowd's always unified. The homosexuals are so much more unified than Christian people, they stick together. That's right, brother. They fight together. They defend one another. All the global warmest cults, they're, they're always together. On every piece of legislation, they're together. They're right there. PETA, the Democrats, they're all, always together. They don't ever get divided, they're lockstop. lockstep. Lockstep. Just always together. Why is it the people of God get splintered apart? Because we don't have the power if we do that. And we want the power of God to be working among us, but we're going to have to be together. I've I've, uh, witnessed to people in maximum security prisons and some of them have been saved by the grace of God. And they'll tell me these stories about how they have to survive. And they talk about certain gangs that have so much power. And this is what they say. They say, preacher, we don't really know what to do. But here's the thing. If we don't get together with one group, we're toast. That's what they tell me they're in prison. Because if I'm by myself, I'm over. But if I get in a group of people. There is power in that group of people. And then I get left alone. Are you listening to me? Look, God forbid that a prison gang would have more unity and power than the body of Jesus Christ. And that a prison gang or a street gang would have more togetherness and unity than people that have Jesus on the inside of them. So that's our word for tonight together would you pray would you do whatever you need to do to not be a hindrance of the lord getting us together and working with us in our midst together because we sure do need it